And we are back with another episode of the Hockey Princess Podcast. I am your host, the Hockey Princess. We got Crusty Old Guy here. We are back from the States. We're still only going to be podcast only, not a video this week, because we tried recording, doing video earlier, and it crashed my entire computer. So you're just going to have to listen to our voices instead of seeing our dazzling faces as well this week. Um, just as a reminder, make sure you hit that like and subscribe on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you listen to us ramble on a weekly basis. Let's get into it. Um, like I said, we're back in the States. We're not in Canada anymore. They didn't score a goal the entire time. Um, but otherwise, it was great. Um, in some NHL news, uh, Jack Hughes from the New Jersey Devils is still on the injured reserve, so his teammate Jesper Bratt will be participating in the All-Star Weekend for him. Um, and Elias Pedersen will be the co-captain for the Team Hughes for All-Star Weekend. Um, as an unfortunate reminder, the Blackhawks don't have anybody going to the All-Star Weekend, but it's fine. It's fine. At least we get a week to forget that, you know, we went to Canada and didn't score any goals. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's our uh, new off theme. It used to be one goal, now it's no goals. No goals. No goals at all. It's fine. It's all fine. It's um, not fine whatsoever, but we'll... No, it's not fine, but, you know, I'm adapting the Luke Richardson method of just drinking wine to forget about it. So, yeah. it's, it's fine, but don't forget, folks, also exercise, because just drinking is some Corey Perry energy, and nobody likes that. That's right. So he will be drinking and exercising. And, uh, then it's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some a other rough couple of weeks for Luke. So <laughs> some other NHL news that came out in the past couple of hours. Um, Elias Lindholm has been traded to the Vancouver Canucks. In that trade, going to Calgary is Andre Kuzmenko and a couple of other guys and a first-round pick for the 2024 draft, and then a conditional fourth-round pick for the 2024 draft. What's interesting about this particular trade is Calgary was on Kuzmetko's list of do-not-trade-me cities. Um, so what that means is the team had to get approval from him to make this trade go through. If Kuzmetko was like, nah, man, not going to Calgary, not my thing, the whole skiing thing, not about it, then it couldn't have moved forward. Right. Yeah, that, they, most teams won't usually do that, but, uh, you know, he's been rumored in so much stuff uh, departing anyways that I think he was more than happy just to get out. Yeah, which is completely fine. Um, so that is pretty much on the – NHL scope, um, we're going to zoom through the prospects in Rockford this week, um, just because we've got more Chicago stuff to talk about, and, you know, what's Edmonton like? What's Calgary like? We're going to tell you. Um, but first, let me zoom through. Prospect-wise, um, it was a great weekend for Michigan and Minnesota. Um, all three of the prospects, uh, NASCAR, Moore, and Renzel, pretty much lit it up the entire weekend. Um, Moore and I believe it was Moore and Renzel. I know it was definitely Moore. Um, Big Ten re released their like top three 
uh, players that in the hockey world that have been playing well in the NCAA, uh, and Morin Renzel were one and two. And then what kind of surprised me, but you love to see it, is the number third was a guy named Aiden Fink, who was the last kid picked by the Nashville Predators this past draft. Um, and he has been absolutely on fire this past season. Um, so it just also goes to show that, you know, while, you know, drafting is important and sometimes it is an indicator of how well they'll do in terms of like kids getting drafted first or maybe a bit more skilled or a bit more ready versus kids getting drafted later on. There's still other ones that, you know, are going to get drafted at the very end, seventh round, and then they're going to, you know, turn it to something clicks and they're going to be playing lights out. So you like to see it. Even though it's Nashville, I'm happy for the kids. Uh-huh. I hear you. Um, other sorts of prospect college situation. Um, we finally got confirmation on what's been going on with our Domer boy, Landon Slaggart. Um, ben Pope released a really nice article. I believe it was Sunday. I'm forgetting my days, and it's whatever day we flew back from Canada. Kind of explaining what's going on with Landon. Apparently, at the end of last year, the Blackhawks offered him a contract. And he basically said, Let, I want to go back and finish my senior year. Um, he did cite that, you know, he felt like he had unfinished business, which makes sense because he was pretty much out his entire or like a decent portion of his junior year. You know, he wants to go back, have that final year, go be captain. Um, I know his brother is a underclassman at Notre Dame, wanting to go play with his brother for a year. It makes complete sense. Um, it makes absolute complete sense. He was saying how grateful he is to the Blackhawks for being patient with him, for allowing him to go, like understanding and allowing him to go back for his final year. So it's pretty much, or at least the way I've interpreted it, is that you know once he's done with his senior year at Notre Dame, it's pretty much a surefire slam dunk that that's when he signs his contract. Yeah, which uh, we've been talking about a decent amount on this show, and uh, we're both very thrilled with that. We both like Landon's game. Uh, who knows, maybe he even gets into a couple of uh, Hawks games before the end of the year. That'd be great. You know, if I'm not getting Savoy in a Hawks game, I'd really like to see Landon in one. Um, yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> Um, another thing is the submission, the voting submission for the Hobie Baker Award is out. We will have it in our bio on, we'll make a post about it on Facebook and it'll also be the link in our Instagram bio of how you guys can go and vote. Um, Landon Slagger is one of the nominees, so go vote for the Domer, please. Um, Hobie Baker is essentially like the MVP that year at the collegiate level for hockey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some big names on there. Your uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, Patelli won it last year. Um, you know, it's somewhat of a big deal. So even being mentioned is a pretty big deal. And I'd even say there's definitely some bigger names that are also nominated as well. I mean, I know Celebrini is one of them but a decent amount of the Boston College and Boston University 
folks that were drafted this past summer are also on the list. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a big deal. Great for Landon. Um, so like I said, we'll have that link posted so you guys can go vote for your favorite or just vote for the Domer. Yeah, always um, vote for the Domer. Always vote for the Domer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, that's pretty much all that we have on the prospect front. Rockford, some great, great news about one of my other favorites, Colton Doc is skating. Colton Doc is skating. For those who forgot, Colton Doc was on concussion protocol for a while because he got a wicked hit in the back of the head from Zachary Leharu, um of the Milwaukee Admirals a couple of weeks ago more than a couple of weeks ago, but a bit ago. Um, so he is back up in skating. Hope to see him. I would hope to see, I mean, if he comes back sooner than this, great. But like a couple of weeks after the All-Star break, if I could see him at the end of February, that would be super cool. But also like, take your time, kid. Like concussion protocol is not something that we should be rushing. But I am excited whenever he comes back. <laughs> Oh, and uh, going back to the Hobie Baker, Fatilli didn't win the Hobie Baker. I don't know why I put him, why I said that, but wanted to correct myself before all of your listeners call in and say I was wrong. Hmm. Sorry. Carry on. Who's the Hobie Baker last year? Um, last year it was, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't have that pulled up. I know in 22 it was Dryden McKay. <laughs> And in mm. 21, it was uh, Caulfield. Mm. 2019 was your Kale McCarr. So, um, it usually is going to some unbelievably skilled young kid or a senior. So, yeah, kind of the way that out goes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, also for Rockford, so like I said, the NHL is kind of like on pause this week, which is why we don't have necessarily a ton to talk about just because it's all pretty quiet. The AHL is also on pause because like the NHL, they have their own all-star weekend. Um, so they're not really going to be playing a ton this week. But our Ethan DeMastro is the Rockford representative, so he will be going to the AHL all-star game in San Jose this upcoming weekend. Um, so, yay EDM. <laughs> yes. Love me some Maestro. I know. I'm just, I'm so excited to go in a couple of weeks. I hear you. So just like finally see him, not on my screen. It's going to be so cool. Um, but that's pretty much all that I have on Rockford, just so then we can jump into the mess that is Chicago that past week. A mess? What are you talking about a mess? A little bit of a mess. It's a little messy. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. Um, yeah, just it's a little messy. Uh, where are we starting with? The question. I find it always best to start at the beginning. All right. So that would be... What was that? Vancouver? Yeah, went, I Van believe we, we talked about Vancouver and Seattle on our last episode, correct? Oh, and yes, we, we did. did. Yes, we did. So we really, yeah, we, truly only have Edmonton and Calgary to talk about. Right. And we can discuss all of the goals that were scored. All of the goals. So many. Oh, um, 
<laughs> Shortest episode ever. <laughs> all right, so we've got Edmonton. Um, first of all, this is our first time in Edmonton. It was super cool. Um, if any of you guys are in Edmonton, highly recommend going to the gardens. Um, it's a little seedy little dive bar, but the pizza was amazing. Yeah, it's uh, our first night there. We did a trek to a, a seedy dive bar that the hockey princess picked out. Um, you know, you had your uh, deep cut classic rock going on. And they had two little bars, not a lot of people there. It was very interesting. Uh, we were able to watch the hockey game there, though. And, uh, yeah, they had some good grub. It was a good time. Definitely a good time. Um, and, you know, then we got the Canadian Ice House, which I just love that that's the name for it across the rink from the, or the across the street from the Rogers place. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, that was a real nice setup. Uh, we found out uh, we were able to go from our hotel to the rink without ever going outside. Yeah, that's wild. We were able to go to this Canadian house bar. What is it called? Canadian Ice House Bar? Canadian Ice House. Yeah, without ever going outside. You left something that we didn't completely need because it was, you know, it was was in the 30s up there. Yeah. Um, Which wasn't bad. Um, So we, we got to see a lot of Oiler fans. Not a lot of razzing went on. That's the thing. Everybody was really nice. Yeah. Almost too nice. Like like they pitied us. Well, they definitely pitied us. We didn't score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, they should pity us. It was bad. Yes. It was very bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, first time being inside the Rogers place. It was cool, very, very new for those who haven't been there. Um, definitely very, very new. Um, I wasn't completely, over, like, overwhelmed, like, in love with the place, but it was fine. Um, yeah, I, I was not disappointed in it. I was not no. awestruck by it either. Um we were up in the 200 level, which is more like the 300 level at the United Center. Um, the seats weren't bad. I really enjoyed that underneath us, they had like two sections of just like tables out there and four seats, which I had never seen anywhere. And then underneath them was like club sections, and then you had your 100 level. Um, but I thought the table thing was kind of nice. I don't know what kind of change you got to throw down to get those, but that looked like a pretty good idea where you'd be able to actually stand up during the game, move around a little bit, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, I think the only thing is I just felt further back, not necessarily up super high, but I definitely felt pretty far back in terms of like spacing from our seat to the rink. Yeah, I think with the the club boxes, and then you went further back for the first set of tables, and then even further back for the second set. So 
you weren't as high up, but you were definitely a further distance from the ice. And yeah, that was the drawback of it. Again, I think that table would thing would be a, a good thing to try to get into if you can afford it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool. Um, game was pretty bad. Uh, I'd say my three stars in no real particular order, but I'll just put them in a particular order, um, would be Mrazic, Kurashev, and Vlasic, kind of the three that have been the most consistent, in my opinion, of this shit show. Um, Kurashev, once again, being in – or no, 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 that was Kortinsky during the Calgary game where he was an honorary goaltender. Yeah. Um, but Kurashev, Vlasic, and Mrazic – once again, you know, actually putting in a heck of a lot of effort. Um, I think at the end of the day with Edmonton, until we're, like, decently good, no matter how much effort we put in, McDavid's still just going to show up in the third period and be McDavid. Yeah, and, um, you know, as we find out, as we're writing this incredible um, record-breaking losing streak. Uh, it's very difficult on the road to get any form of matchup that you want. So, you know, McDavid's even going to more, more, run more rough shot along with other teams' best players because you can't get a good defensive matchup against them. And, and a defensive matchup for us is is basically only the dick line anyways. So, you know, occasionally you can throw the Mac line out there and hopefully, but that's a tall ask. That's definitely a tall ask. And I think, yeah, that's just, oh, yeah. Also, for those who don't know, we are on a record breaking, was it 20 losses straight? 20, on the road? 20 straight road losses. Oh, my God. I, yeah, it's just so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just Edmonton was bad. Yeah, and um, it was it was kind of fun. We uh, we went down for warm ups at both games at the Edmonton game. We saw a guy and a gal a couple rolls in front of us watching warm ups. Both of them with their red fifty five Korchinski jerseys on, and we were able to find out that they were uh, Horace cousins who came in for the game. Love that. Yeah, so I mean that that was neat. That's one of the neatest things about, uh, about the sport and everything, especially up there. It's just different. And I'll state again, you know, I I went through now two hockey games in a row where nobody got up during play. Yeah, that was a huge thing in Canada. Yeah, I can't even get five minutes of that at home. Um, but I'm not gonna. Let's not go down that road. But no. um. So, it was really neat. You know, they were taking pictures. They were trying to make eye contact with him. It was all pretty cool. I think the other thing that I thought was pretty cool, I mean, for Edmonton as well as Calgary, you know, 98's not playing. However, the sea of tiny 98 jerseys just storming warm-ups, like, and these were not kids that, you know, whose parents flew them out to Edmonton from Chicago. No, these are just local Canadian kids that are now Blackhawk fans because of Connor Bedard. And they're still even there, even when Connor's not playing. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was very neat. You you get to realize exactly how big he is. I mean, from a, a status wise in Canada, it was it was really cool to see. Yeah, it definitely like it definitely hit me in the sense of, you know, not that I take for granted, but it was like, oh wow, I I get to see this kid on like a Tuesday. Like I'm so lucky, sort of a yeah. thing, just to be able to watch his talent. Yeah, as we've mentioned before on the show, just the simple fact that you were able to go from 88 to 98 without missing a beat is very impressive. Because you know, that's two players that no matter what, no matter what kind of losing streak you're on, no matter how bad the team is, they have the ability to take you out of your seat. At yeah. any given time when they have the puck, so it's uh yeah, it's pretty kick ass. Yeah, definitely, definitely kick ass. Um, definitely got a little emotional with the sign from the Calgary kid, um, that had the heel fast Bedard fan for life, and all the other guys saw it. And I'm just like, oh my god, this kid needs to come back. Yes, and uh, yeah, Calgary. I thought there was more. Uh, 98th in Edmonton, but uh, both places had, had a lot. Uh, Calgary, it was just overwhelming almost. Well, I think, and I did see that the, um, I think Calgary's a little bit closer to Regina. I believe where, so. where Bedard did, for those who don't know, where Bedard played in juniors. So I think it's a little bit closer. A bunch of kids probably have been seeing him you know, watching him far longer than we have, you know, in Chicago. Um, so I think it's just a little bit of closer distance. Like the kid that you saw in juniors is now playing the NHL sort of a thing. Um, but, yeah. All right. So we do we want to talk about Calgary? Um, I don't know. Did you want to talk at all uh, about what you did before the Calgary game? Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like Calgary, we're going to talk about the Hitman game. Right. So in between, okay, so one day Hawks are playing in Edmonton, and then uh, the next day we go to a WHL game, uh, Calgary Hitman versus Brandon Wheat Kings. Um, For those who don't know or don't remember from back in October when we had our special guest talking about the CHL, um, the in juniors up in Canada, there's three league branches that are under the umbrella of the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League. You've got the Western Hockey League, so that's the WHL, the OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League, and then you have the Q, as it's referred to, um, because there's like six different letters and nobody really wants to spell it out, Um, and that is the Quebec Hockey League. So since we were out west, we were in the WHL. Um, so that was the Calgary Hitman versus Brandon Wheat Kings. Um, we got to sit right up on the glass. It was awesome. Um, as you guys know from me talking about half of the episode about juniors and kids and juniors, I got a full kick out of this game. Um, super, super cool. Uh, Calgary destroyed Brandon. Uh, was, it was eight to nothing. Um, so, and that's usually how junior games kind of go. 
Um, it's either really close in a lot of like back and forth or it's a complete blowout. Um, that's just a normal thing. Last junior game I went to, the score was 11 to 1. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but for Calgary, there was – it was really cool because there was this kid who I – I'm going to be honest, I had never heard of, called Carter Yakumchuk. He's a fan favorite out in Calgary. And then I did a little research, and he is slotted to go right around where the Blackhawks are picking this upcoming year in the draft. Um, and he is he, – I mean, the kid's huge for being a kid, but he's a right-handed defenseman. Yeah. Yes, he's a 6'3", 200-pound right-handed defenseman. Um, most of the stuff that I've seen has him going anywhere like from 14th to 8th. Um, but again, as we've talked about on this show, a right-handed defenseman's pretty special. And again, he's got 47 points in 42 games. Um, he's lighting it up. So uh, he looked really good to us, didn't he? He looked really, really good. Um, yeah, I'd love to see it. Uh, definitely would be okay, you know, if we get a Caden Lindstrom or somebody else and we don't get Lashuno, but we end up picking this kid, I would be completely more than thrilled. Yeah, I... If we stay where we're at, we're the worst team in the league, and then I, I believe your top three are Celebrini, the guy from Michigan State, and then the Lindstrom kid. So you'd have one of those three, and you're not going to complain about any of them. Right, but we're not getting Mac. We probably aren't getting Mac unless we get the top pick. You never know. You just I don't never see us know. getting it back-to-back years. I know. It would be awful, wouldn't it? Everybody would hate us more than they already do. That's okay. Bring on the haters, as Taylor Swift <laughs> said. Bring them on. Fair enough. No time for haters. True um, that. So, yeah, the, I mean, the younger kid was really good. He just, he'll be right in between our first pick and our second pick in the first round. So, unless Tampa Bay goes on a terrible losing streak, which I highly doubt. But I would love to see if they do. I hear you. So, and that was a really uh, fun game. Um, other thing as well, um, the other kids that definitely impressed uh, was the Kindle kid, who's not el- eligible this year, but will be eligible the following year. Um, and he was pretty much lighting it up most of the game. But another dude that would be eligible that I'm certainly going to keep my eye out on is the McQueen kid that was on the Brandon team. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't a bad player either. So it was uh, – and the game was good. There was also – what was that? A green tree or a green somebody Hmm? on Calgary? Uh, Greenway, who's cousins, Greenway. Yes, who is cousins with the Greenway, who plays, I believe, now on Buffalo. Yes. So, 
Yeah, but uh, a fun game. Not a ton of people there, but a good atmosphere. And uh, not bad hockey at all. Not bad hockey. And, I mean, I like – I think one of my favorite things about going to junior games is everyone there – and it it's similar to Rockford, too, where, like, everybody's very much into it. The junior games and the minor league games, like, it's not the – seen and be seen sort of aura that you get at the United Center sometimes. Like, they're there to watch hockey, the hockey because they and they know the team and they've been to multiple games before. Like, they've been consistently watching this team. So, yeah. I like to be around other crazy people. Yeah, because, uh, you know, crazies like to hang with crazies. So. Exactly. Also, Saddledome, I don't know who is hating on it. Coolest stadium. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you loved walking up those stairs, didn't you? I wanted an inhaler, but I had a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still want to do that catwalk. One day, one day before that building gets you know, sledgehammer down. Um, yeah, it'd be nice. We were uh, we were close to the catwalk for the uh, actual Flames game, so. And uh, again, uh, you know, for those of you listening who've been to the old stadium, kind of like that. It was that much of a walk up, a different kind of walk, where we you know we were just in the corners, walking, you know around in a big circle almost, or a big square, I guess it would have been. Um, this was more up each section, straight up climb. It was a lot of steps. Yeah, definitely more steps than I've had to do in other stadiums. Um, but it was it was super cool. Um, I like that they had the screen, because we were so, far, high, or so high up, they kind of had like a screen at eye level for, for us. And I liked that um, just because we were a bit high up. I also just liked it because it just seemed like we were closer to – we were, I mean, fairly high up, but we weren't as far back as we were at Edmonton. Like, if I'm going to be that super high up, I want to be, like, kind of, like, on t- bird's eye view on top of the gameplay. Yeah. And uh, and we definitely were. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the stadium. Um, you know, it's old and – Ratchety, so you don't have any of those modern conveniences like an escalator, like good restaurants, like good stuff. But uh, the atmosphere was great. The game was boring as all hell. So, I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of craziness from Calgary fans just because there there wasn't anything really going on game wise. So. Yeah. But even then, I'd say, I mean, both the Oilers and Calgary had nice fans that we had encountered with, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've had super bad instances with other teams, like, recently, but they were pretty nice. I haven't run into, like, mean Canada NHL fans so far. No, uh, we didn't. I got at least somebody to yell at me a little bit at each place, and that was it. I believe in Calgary, the guy yelled at me and then apologized. Yeah. So, uh, you know, me, I, I, the yelling is, is all part of it. I kind of enjoy it. So, 
Again, uh, the game was pretty boring uh, besides, you know, uh, Boris playing like Boris and, you know, almost losing a leg, getting a breakaway, almost losing a leg again. Um, at least he's looking like he's, he's given a crap, so. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, Morazic was given a crap, too. Yeah. Morazic looked like he was given a crap. I, I thought Core looked pretty good. I mean, aside from his, you know, I'm a goaltender moment. Um, I think there, it wasn't perfect. There were some silly mistakes. I will also say that between Edmund and Calgary, this is the best I've seen Lucas Reichel on the road this year. Yeah. I, again, we've discussed that, and uh, I don't know exactly what you do with them. Hopefully they'll figure it out. Um, but, yeah, he looked he looked okay. Um, you know, everybody else just – they couldn't put the puck in the net. They they had some chances. Radish had some chances at the end. Boris on a breakaway had some chances. And they just – right now they just can't buy a goal. So, uh, it's all pretty disheartening. You know, uh, the break could not have come at a better time, that's for sure. Yeah. And then uh, we went to what? Some island in Calgary, did we not? Prince Edward Island. That was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. That was super nice, super pretty. Yeah. And then uh, we had one of the beat writers stalking us. (laughs) That was nice. For those who don't know, uh, the Sun-Times has the beat writer. That's Ben Pope, if I'm not mistaken, Hockey Princess. Yeah. And then uh, the Trib has, is it Phil Thompson? Yes. Yes. So Phil was, we ran into Phil a whole bunch in Calgary. Yes. He he called us hardcore for going to a WHL game in between two NHL games. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and walking around Calgary, we had a good old time. We found a bar called, what was that, Greta? Yeah. Where we spent uh, probably a good amount of our time, um, at least to grab dinner and then uh, do some gaming. Lots of uh, games there. Yeah, Which, you very. Know, very old guy enjoys his gaming. Thank you. So no. Uh, all in all, it was super good. Yes, all in all, it was super good. Um, we had to change our flights home, so we had to leave real early. That didn't work out well for either one of us, but, you know, we got home. That's what matters. That's what to, matters. Uh, I got to meet Luke, so that was super fun. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Luke had any desire to meet me. Um, so but after, you were like, polite about it. The thing is, is like, he probably... It runs into so many weirder people. Yes, but uh, he's on a terrible losing streak, wanting to get away. I I, I read him quickly and just said goodbye. And that's <laughs> what matters, because there's plenty of people that wouldn't have done yes. that. Yes, but he was on his way to San Francisco, which this is before I knew that he had basically told people you know, he was going to Napa Valley. So I was a little confused why he was waiting for a flight to San Francisco, but now I know why. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, you got anything else from the Calgary game? Not really. It was pretty pretty boring. Um, yeah, pretty slow, pretty boring. Hoping that you know this break helps some of the guys um, care just a little bit um, and helps you know get back the confidence for the ones that are dealing with a crisis of confidence right now. Um, I know it's not going to be perfect by any means. It's not going to be pretty from now to the end of the year, but you know, one goal, one goal. Like if we could stop just getting shut out. Yes. Yes. That would be nice. And um, I don't have the timeline on any of the players as far as coming back, but hopefully we start to get some other players back. That would be nice. I still haven't heard anything about double a, uh, Beauvillier, I don't, I don't know where he went to either. So, be nice if we can get a couple players back too. But uh, yeah, Beauvillier we'll can see. sit on the injured reserve. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how everything goes. It'll be a nice break from hockey for a tiny bit, and then, uh, you know, the Hawks have like twelve home games and one road game, I believe, in February. So. Thank goodness. You know what that means? We can stop win or stop losing away games. Exactly. And start losing more home games. Woo! Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, like Christy old guy said, a bunch of games upcoming in February. Um, we'll also this is definitely like the month of scouting on my end, um, which I'm excited for. So next week we really won't have anything in terms of the NHL scope just because they're on break right now. Same with the AHL. We'll have a bunch more prospect-wise. Um, Chris, the old guy, and I will be going to a game that, fingers crossed, Adam Guyon will be a net for the Green Bay Gamblers against your Chicago Steel. Um, like I've said before, there's also a couple of kids on the Steel right now that are projected to go I know not in the first, but I want to say at least like high to mid second round um, of the draft this upcoming year. Um, maybe also we'll do like our prediction recap because we only did one conference a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, okay. Also coming up uh, then the following weekend, we'll be going to Rockford. So we'll have our Rockford report for you. Um, and then at the end of the month, I am out in East Lansing watching my, you know, hopeful, potential Chicago Blackhawks that is Artisium Lashuno against your Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay, that should be a fun one. It's, it should be a fun one. Um, yeah, Chrissy Ogai, you got anything else for this week? I got nothing else for this week. All right. Then that was going to be a wrap a lighter week just because of the all-star break. Um, we'll have some more stuff for you guys next week. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe on either Spotify or Apple podcasts. However you listen to us on a weekly basis. And just as a reminder, when you get back into the United center or the BMO center, or wherever you do watch hockey um, after this all-star break, please wait for the whistle and do not get up while the pucks in play. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. That is all. And we will talk at you guys next week.